Shadow's Bastion, a By Gods and Kings story, takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. All of these works are available to read on Kindle Vela and are available shortly after this release. For more information on By Gods and Kings, please visit our website, bygodsandkings.com, or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Chapter 15 Through the Eyes of Darien Kuros held his hand on the doorknob with Crick standing a few feet away. This will be quite impressive, announced Kuros as he turned the knob, immediately changing the ground at their feet from the white sands on the island to nothing. Dim light surrounded them in a very dark, purple world. Kuros smiled as Crix examined the area around them, laughing lightly while shaking his head. Darien opted for something a bit more personal, inserted Kuros as he explained their new surroundings. Crix glanced around and awed at the recreation of the Void, the area where all eleven gods wandered before finally creating Dunai. Why would he want to relive this? Kuros shrugged. I think he wanted those who were trapped here to understand what he felt true suffering was. Kuros ambled about with Crick standing still. I suppose to Darien, this is the moment when he felt lost and that all was hopeless. Wandering about the void for all eternity does not inspire hope. I will concede that, replied Crix. But Kuros, is this where I will have to be as well as the others? Are we to be tortured here in this void like the enemies of Darien? Kuros laughed loudly. You will not be tortured, Crix. I can assure you of that. If I'm trapped in this oblivion of a void, I can assure you that I will be, replied Crix earnestly. There must be a place that inspires a bit more joy for me and the other god-touched servants of Darien. Kuros waved his arms in front of him, shifting the ground at their feet to an area with coarse sand beneath them and cliffs on both sides. The sun shone high overhead and at the end of the path, between the cliffs, sat a large statue of Darien in front of a makeshift temple. Welcome to your future home, announced Kuros genuinely. You should find plenty of comforts for you here. Crix and Kuros walked forward through the cliffs and into the open area to find a stone platform in front of six chairs positioned in a half moon around it. So we will be ruling over those subjugated to be here like kings? More or less, answered Kuros evilly. Those souls are trapped here in this wing will know that they are at the mercy of those who serve the god of order. Crick stepped forward onto the platform with Kuros following him. Which one will be mine? he asked, pointing to the six chairs. Kuros chuckled. Warnier has requested that you take the chair on the far end, on the left, he answered while pointing toward the chair. Crick laughed. It figured he'd want me on the end. He doesn't know you yet, but you'll learn to work with him just as he will with you, continued Kuros. Crix walked along the stone path, over to his chair and examined it closely. It was beautifully crafted with the emblem of Darien on both sides. So what am I to be doing? Kuros folded his arms across his chest. Isn't it obvious, Crix? You're going to be battling, one-on-one, -on -one, with the underlings of Malaris and the other blasphemous gods for all eternity. Kuros paused as he noticed Crix pondering the idea. Warnier had one wish when he began this project, Crix. He wanted the four remaining god-touched he served with, along with you, to spend eternity sparring and defeating everyone who came in here. He wanted those lost souls who were trapped here to experience their suffering by knowing they would never have the strength to defeat any of you. Crix exhaled softly while keeping his eyes on the chair. He remained stoic as the idea of combat for the rest of time swirled through his mind. So I'll be fighting for the rest of eternity? You're a god-touched servant of Darien, Crix. That is what you've always been meant to do, implored Kuros. As a priest, you were a gifted fighter. Now as a god-touched, you will do it for the rest of eternity, punishing everyone who ventures into this chamber. 
so I will be his personal torturer for the rest of time, inquired Crix. Kurgos nodded his head at Crix as he affirmed his wishes. Something like that. Crix appeared lost in thought as Kuros held his gaze. Is that not to your liking? Would you rather be doing something else to serve Darien while in the stockade? The two men paused as Crix took in a breath slowly. I want to serve Darien, but I don't know if it's in my best interest to serve him in this capacity. How so? Are you not pleased with his overall plan? Accused Kuros rudely. That's not what I said, Kuros. I said I want to serve him. I just worry if this is what's best for me, clarified Crix. I will serve my god willingly. I just wonder if this stockade is truly where I am of best use to him. Kuros stood still and folded his arms across his chest. He was taken aback by Crix and what he was saying, but he tried to understand. What are you getting at? Kuros asked while becoming impatient. What are you suggesting? Crix closed his eyes and turned to face his friend. They had been through a tremendous amount of strife together, but this was something that was new to both of them. Kuros, you and I will both serve Darien willingly, no matter what. And, I want to make this perfectly clear, I am not suggesting that either of us defy his wishes. Crix paused and stared into Kuros's eyes. What I am saying is I wonder if I'm best suited here in this stockade, or if I would be better serving him elsewhere. Kuros sighed and shrugged his shoulders gently. Why don't we talk about this later, he asked. There is one other thing I'd like to show you while we are here. I think it's something that you'd be quite impressed with, and, to be honest with you, it's what I've been spending the bulk of my time on. Kuros leaned forward and created another door. He grabbed the knob and pushed it open, shifting the entire area around he and Crix to a lush cityscape. Stone buildings surrounded several channels of water with lush shrubs lining the paths. Columns and arches signified places for the people to go, while in the center, a magnificent pitched covering protected those from the elements. Crix examined the columns and the buildings, noticing how ornate and perfect they were. You've really outdone yourself, Kuros, he said warmly, impressed at how beautiful the recreation of Brile was. He paused and glanced up at the artificial sun that was sending beams down along the stone streets. I've only heard stories of Brile's grandeur, but I feel that this representation will do it a tremendous amount of justice. Kuros smiled and nodded approvingly. I hope so, he replied earnestly. Crix took in the recreation of Brow for a few more minutes with Kuros looking on, smiling at his friend as he awed his creation. Crix took in several breaths before finally turning back to Kuros, perplexed and bothered by the overarching strategy of the gods. Kuros, I'm concerned about the overall plan. Why will Vessia not step in to rectify this bastion? inquired Crix. Kuros scoffed at the name of the goddess of law, because it will happen underneath her nose, and she won't have the power to stop it, replied Kuros. But how do you know, prodded Crix impatiently, how do you know that you won't be sent to the scales just as quickly as those who are sent here by Xylene? Kuros took a deep breath, noticing that Crix was becoming agitated. Because I have faith in my god, just as you should, exhaled Kuros softly. Crix, I trust that Darien has thought everything out and he would not have given his blessing otherwise. Crix turned away from Kuros, appearing disgusted by his devout response. Just because he's a celestial being does not mean that he is infallible. Kuros stomped his foot furiously before snarling at Crix. I will not have heresy in my presence or in this stockade, Crix. I don't care if you're a god-touched, he shouted angrily. Kuros's eyes widened as he glared down his nose at Crix. You will show respect for our god, Crix. Crix held his hands out in front of him, hoping to calm Kuros down. Fine, I apologize, but you must worry about the other deities involved, Kuros. Can you trust Silene or Talgis? Can you trust Sayeria? 
Kuros exhaled loudly while shaking his head slowly at Kuros. It doesn't matter if I can trust them or not, Crix. Once the door to this stockade shuts and every soul and essence is bound to me, the only law that matters is mine, he stated menacingly. And Crix, I serve Darien willingly, so his law will reign. Crix listened to Kuros's ominous message. He remained silent for several moments as he and Kuros held their eyes locked on one another. Tension between the two built with Crix finally sighing and turning away. So our god is going to establish dominion over the others in this project. They're going to be just as much prisoners as the poor souls who are trapped here. Kuros scoffed and walked past Crix. He seethed loudly and opened his hands. He brought them up over his head, where he proceeded to wave them slightly before dropping them down to his side. The city of Bryle disappeared and the two men were standing again in the wooden room with four doors they began in. Kuros approached the door to the outside and pulled it open, revealing the two moons shining down on the ground and the citizens of Sunshire gathering in the center of the city. A jubilant celebration tonight, Crix. It might be wise for you to enjoy yourself because your servitude truly begins tomorrow. Crix glanced down at the wooden floor. He placed his hands on his side and took a breath of the dusty air before nodding. He hated parties and celebrations, but with what was now before him, he knew this might be his last opportunity for true freedom. Will I see you tonight celebrating? Kuro shook his head while standing in the doorway. No, I have a few last-minute preparations I need to attend to. Give the others my regards. Crick stepped forward and passed Kuros. I will, he said without looking back at the conduit. He walked out onto the path while gazing up at the moons. This might be my last time to see these. I may want to take them in. He continued to walk along the path, hearing the door to the stockade closing behind him. Crix paused and turned his head to the southeast, seeing the beginnings of the Swamp of Agriates. He held his eyes on it for a few moments, hoping to see some remnants of the city of Ariel. Finally, after a few seconds, a faint purple flame flickered into the air before vanishing. He dropped his head down and stared at the ground, rubbing his foot along the dusty path. I have to trust Darien. He won't let anything harmful happen to us. I have to believe that, he muttered before glancing up at the swamp again. He nodded and turned toward the city, taking a few steps toward the bridge. With his back to the swamp, the abbot of Ariel stood firmly with her feet in the muck, watching him cross the Sariac River by the wooden bridge. She smiled menacingly, knowing that everything she showed him pierced his veil, and the thoughts of true servitude were on his mind. Kadai's plan had worked. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.